Good morning, and thank you for enjoying it with a six-pack, the Scotty Six-Pack, the only podcast that's bringing you all the top stories in Wisconsin sports, from the Milwaukee Admirals to the Eau Claire Express. I am your host, Kedrick Stumbrus, and you can follow me on the app formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six-Pack to get the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. Uh, we're here, the last time we talked, we previewed the Wisconsin Badgers first game. We're going to do a quick review, um, but because that game, you know, has been five days uh, removed from today, we're going to talk about it in a review, really putting it in the context of the Wisconsin Badgers next task at hand in uh, playing the Washington State Cougars. Um, so we're going to go ahead and do that here today. Uh, also give you a little bit of a preview of what is to come uh, the rest of the week. Uh, while you are here, if you are watching us on YouTube, smash that subscribe button, hit the like button, helps us grow the show. Or if you're listening on your podcast platform of choice, follow, subscribe, leave a nice review, five stars, kind comments, really helps us out here. Uh, and I really do appreciate all the support. Uh, so let's talk about it. The Wisconsin Badgers were able to defeat the Buffalo Bulls. Uh, I always want to say Buffalo Bills, uh, even, even though you know I've written articles on this now, uh, multiple, and talked about this on the podcast. I still want to say Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bulls, uh, 38 to 17. And it was kind of a slow start for this new look Wisconsin Badgers team. And I think that was not expected by many fans. Uh, and there are some fans hitting the panic button, uh, maybe a little early, um, maybe because some of them had their expectations set too high to begin with. Um, others are saying, oh, no, you know, we just got started slow. It's fine. Everything's still fine. Um, nothing changes. We're still going to go undefeated. Eh, a win's a win. Well, I don't know if a win can just be a win when um, you're playing Buffalo. Uh, a win is a win if this was a game against Purdue, Illinois. Maybe that's uh, putting Illinois too low down the pecking order even then. Um, but it was a tough game. Uh, Badgers did not trail in this one, but it was tied longer than it needed to be. It took longer to get out to a multiple score lead on Buffalo uh, than the Badgers needed to. And Wisconsin only led uh, 14 to 10 at halftime. So it, it was it was tough uh, for, for the Badgers in this one. And I think there are a few players to look back on that really had some rough performances in, in this game. Uh, first and foremost is Kumoe Latu at safety and the Badgers safeties overall kind of struggled in this one. And I think that's going to hurt them going forward. Uh, Kamoe Latu had five missed tackles. Uh, and I believe this was according to pro football focus had a 25% whiff rate on tackles, missed 25% of his tackle attempts. Uh, it also gave up four receptions on four targets. Really, really not a good day for Kamoe Latu. Um, not a good day for the safety group because um, Latu also gave up a touchdown on a smash concept, you know, quick, easy uh, route by Buffalo to give up that touchdown. And then later in the game, 
fellow safety Travion Blaylock gave up a touchdown on that same on that same route. Uh, Blaylock did not make kind of the mental mistake uh, that it looked like Kamoela two made on getting faked to the inside uh, on the route that was going to the back corner of the end zone. Uh, Travion Blaylock looked to just I don't know miss his assignment entirely. Not entirely sure, but it, it was it was rough. And the safeties weren't who I was concerned about coming into this season. Um, Like I mentioned, I was far more skeptical of the cornerbacks coming into this game. And the play at corner did not inspire me in this one either. Uh, I was concerned about the corners coming into the year, particularly with Mike Mack uh, getting benched. Sounds like, by the way, this is maybe more of a rub with the Air Force Academy um, than it is with the NCAA. Not exactly sure what's going on there, but regardless, um, the corners did not look good. Uh, Alexander Smith got burnt, and that was not something that I was expecting to see in this one. Um, I, I really thought that Alexander Smith was going to look good uh, early in the game you know, to set up that touchdown pass that Komoela 2 ended up um, giving up to Buffalo in this one. Alexander Smith was burned. Um, it's not a double move or a rub route uh, by Buffalo wide receiver. Not a rub route, um, a double move by Buffalo wide receiver. Daryl Harding Jr. ended up going for a 51-yard reception. He just got smoked. Alexander Smith got smoked by a receiver in the Mac, uh, didn't look good. You know, fortunately, Alexander Smith kind of made up for it, showing some really great speed, uh, after getting burnt to come all the way back to end up making the tackle. Um, but it only, you know, delayed the damage rather than actually preventing any of it since, um, ended up giving up that touchdown regardless. Uh, overall, it, it was, it was tough for the corners. Nazir for green, rotated in a lot in this game um you know former division two player uh transfer from grand valley state and yeah i don't i don't like to see that it, it was not it was not very good um and the passing game on on offense moving moving to the offense for a second this was a concern in this game um, Tanner Mordecai did not look good. And I think there's maybe some qualifiers in there. He finished the day with 189 yards passing on 31 attempts, which is really bad. Um, there are some people kind of saying, oh, well, they, they were able to check down the ball. They looked good. 6.1 yards per attempt is really bad. Uh, Wisconsin fans have made the last year kind of about making fun of the Iowa offense um, of last season. Iowa's offense last season recorded six yards per attempt. That's barely worse than what Tanner Mordecai did uh, on Saturday. It was really tough. Uh, Mordecai threw for one touchdown and also gave up two interceptions, uh, nearly gave up a third. This is what I, and I know most of these people watch the games, but like this, this near third interception 
is seeming to go, you know, out of the conversation. Um, everyone just talks about the two interceptions that Tanner Mordecai did throw. And this wasn't like a, oh, you know, wide receiver, a corner dropped the ball. It's like, no. Tanner Mordecai threw a ball directly into a defensive lineman who smacked the ball not down, but back into the hands of Tanner Mordecai. One of the reasons that Mordecai had, he would have one fewer reception in this game if Mordecai had not caught his own pass after it was swatted back to him. That's how close Tanner Mordecai was to throwing three interceptions to one touchdown pass in this game. Um, it was it was tough. Ended up going for a five-yard loss. In, you know, So despite being... Uh, completing 77.4% of his passes. It was it was really tough. Uh, Mordecai underthrew guys a couple of times and didn't throw the ball downfield very much. He only attempted three passes that traveled 15 or more yards in the air. Now, of those three passes that went 15 or more yards in the air, this is where I think there's some promise to take away from this game. One of them, was a touchdown pass to Chimre DK, where DK was wide open and ended up scoring. Second, um, this was actually the first in the game, but one of the other three was a pass to Skylar Bell, um, who was wide open. And Skylar Bell, of course, dropped that pass, and it would have been a, a walking touchdown for Skylar Bell. And at the very next play, uh, Tanner Mordecai ends up throwing an interception, and maybe that changes everything, but it doesn't matter. We got to see Tanner Mordecai uh, you know, throw that interception anyway. And I, I think the positive to take away here is when Wisconsin gets its shots to throw the ball down the field, looks like they're going to do some damage with them. Yeah, that's that's two out of three passes of 15 or more yards that should have, would have been touchdown passes for this offense, uh, which is a pretty impressive number overall. Speaking of pass catchers, Will Pauling looked awesome in this game. And I'm not even talking just about receiving numbers. First of all, he looked fast, like real fast. And... Secondly, one of the ways you saw him showcase that speed was on Ches Malusi's awesome touchdown run. Ches Malusi recorded the fifth longest touchdown run in program history in this game. Ches Malusi and Braylon Allen looked absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they were the only, according to uh, the University of Wisconsin Athletics Department, were the only running back duo among Power 5 schools to rush for uh, 100 or more yards, both of them. Uh, in week one. So great stuff from Lucy and Allen. Uh, but on Chess Malusi's touchdown run, Will Pauling put on the burners uh, to lay out a block and make sure that Chess Malusi could score that touchdown. Really, really great stuff uh, from, from Will Pauling. I'm really excited to see him keep playing in, in this one going forward. Uh, and then the, the other part that some people have harped on was the defensive line pay play. Um, Depending on what service you kind of look at, you know, whether it's PFF or the numbers from the scorebox, PFF being pro football focus, seems like the Badgers are credited with, although they did not record a sack, are credited with somewhere in the range of uh, like 15 to 18 quarterback pressures 
and Cole Snyder, uh, Buffalo's quarterback, which is really good at getting rid of the ball. So when I first watched the game, I was concerned about the defensive line. Um, but I, I think going back the second time I looked at it and looking back at the numbers, I'm, I'm less concerned, particularly seeing those higher pressure numbers than I expected and that than I recalled. So the, the other thing to focus on there is despite there being zero sacks, pressures are more predictive of future sacks than past sacks are. So it, you can learn more about how likely a defense is to record a sack based on their number of pressures they have recorded than the number of sacks they have recorded in the past. So I, I'm not that concerned about the defensive line. Um, I, I mean, not any more than I was before, uh, I guess is what I should say, because I still am concerned about this defensive line being able to perform a, against big 10 uh, offensive lines, but they they weren't horrible against Buffalo like I initially thought they were, which would have been more concerning to me overall. Um, before I get into the second half of this podcast and really turn these notes into th- this review in, into what I think might happen against Buffalo, I, w- I want to address just a, a few comments that I had heard in the 24 hours or so after this game. Um which was one, they're holding back the scheme that Wisconsin didn't air out the ball because they're they're not trying to put everything on film. This seems pretty ludicrous to me um, for two reasons. One, everyone has film on Phil Longo's offense. What are you holding back? This isn't Phil Longo coming up through the ranks and him being a first-time offensive coordinator. Everyone knows Phil, Phil Longo's plays. Uh, I don't know what you think you're holding back. We all know. We all know. There, there's nothing to hold back and, and keep in your back pocket for later. That's not why they're not airing out the ball. Secondly, let's say I give you credence. They do hold it back. If that's the case, Tanner Mordecai still did not look very good in the most dumbed down version of this offense of the training wheels version of this offense. He threw two, almost three pretty bad interceptions. And that's not a good sign when you're asking him to do more. So I don't think they're holding back. The scheme is a reason for optimism coming out of this game because either it means they're just being silly or it means that Tanner Mordecai really isn't as good as we think. Um, second, heard a lot about coaches and players getting used to the Big Ten. Just getting used to playing in the Big Ten. No. This team was playing Buffalo on Saturday. Buffalo from the Mid-American Conference, the MAC. Getting used to the Big Ten. Phil Longo, Mike Tressel, whatever. Getting used to the Big Ten is about getting used to the level of competition in the conference. Keep in mind that Phil Longo was an offensive coordinator, a same position, in another Power Five conference this time last year. 
this is not an excuse. This is like saying, oh, I need to get used to, I don't know, I don't, this is like saying, <laughs> um, I made an excuse when I was a kid, actually. I have a really good um, analogy for this. I went to a uh, like charter school that changed physical locations. And I had kind of blew off an assignment one year in that first year that my school had changed locations. And I remember trying to justify to my parents why I had kind of blown off the assignment and just saying, you know, I, I had been stressed. I was trying to get used to being in a new school. I wasn't in a new school. The level of of challenge had not changed. The level of difficulty at the school had not changed. It had just changed buildings. The level of difficulty of playing a Mac team that Phil Longo and certainly Luke Fickle knows how to gear up to play a Mac team has not changed just because they are now in the offices at Kellner Hall. That's not an excuse. You can't say you're getting used to the Big Ten because you weren't playing in the Big Ten. Um, lastly, and I kind of addressed this before, was the gotta win. That's what matters. It's college football. No, it's not. That's never been all that matters. It, that's all that matters in the NFL when you have defined parameters to get to the playoff. And again, I'm the guy who on the last podcast said that I'm predicting a nine and three season. And so I don't think the Badgers aspirations for this year are to make the playoff, but perception of wins and losses matter. How you do it matters. Silly season, silly, silly, silly season. People trying to convince themselves of things other than what is just before your eyes, which is just that this team has a lot of promise, but they, you know, might just be a nine and three team, ten and two at best, and that's fine. Before we get into why they might be nine and three again, uh, because I think if they're going to be, it probably requires a loss here at um, Washington State. However, I would love to be proven wrong. Um, I'm going to tell you all about TickPick. Um, TickPick, which is where I get all of my tickets to any sporting event that I attend. Um, and it's a service I love. And I want you to save money on your next ticket purchase. So when you use TickPick, you'll never pay service or delivery fees like you will on other ticket-selling apps. And it comes with TickPick's best price guarantee. If you find a better price somewhere else for the same ticket, TickPick will refund you twice the difference in credit toward your next purchase. Plus, if you use my link in the podcast description, you'll save $10 on your first order. Let's go to the Google Play Store, go to the Apple App Store, download the TickPick app, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. Use my link in the podcast description and never pay service or delivery fees on tickets ever again. Um, maybe you are trying to gear up and head out to Pullman for this game, and you're going to go to that. Or maybe... You're like me and actually headed out to New York this weekend uh, where the 
Milwaukee Brewers are playing. I'm actually not going to be going to this Brewers game, sadly, even though I'm going to be in New York. I'm going to be in the wrong part of New York. Uh, so I will not be able to attend. But the Brewers took an unfortunate loss today. Um, this is not the reason they lost, but it was a one-run game. And a lost. the game ended on just a horrible uh, strike three call. And now the Cubs sit only a game and a half back on Milwaukee. Going to be a tough way stretch to end the season, particularly with that three-game series to close the regular season in Milwaukee against Chicago, looming. Um, Looking ahead to Saturday's game against Washington State. Jordan Turner, the inside linebacker, will miss the first half of this game because he was ejected for targeting. And that might be a problem because cornerbacks didn't look right. That was my concern coming into the year. Safeties did not look great. It was not on one of my list of concerns coming into the year. And now you lose another starter at a different level of the defense. That means that you're going into a game against a quarterback who just passed for 450 yards. And yes, it was against Colorado state. And yes, that is a different level of competition than playing Buffalo in week one is because Buffalo is a decent Mac team. Colorado state has been one of the worst programs in FBS over the last two, three seasons, maybe more. Um, Colorado State's been rough, but Washington State showed that they, you know, could throw the ball all over. And you don't want to be missing an inside linebacker who can do a really great job in pass coverage for you for a half in this game, particularly after it looks like the other uh, two levels in your passing defense really got exposed. And you have questions about how good your team is going to be at generating a pass rush. So, Air Raid meets Air Raid in this one uh, might be different than Wisconsin's loss last year at home to Washington State, uh, where the Badgers suffered a 17-14 loss at the hands of the Washington State Cougars. And like I said, Cam Ward passed for 451 yards on 37 of 30, 49 passing and three touchdowns against Colorado State last week. Uh, and they opened up, I believe it was a 36 to three lead at some point in this game um, last week against Colorado state, just really, really, really big win 36 to three. Yeah. Um, so they ended up winning 50 to 24, but I don't know. Like, was it even that close? Not really. Uh, they were up 36 to three before giving up a few touchdowns to Colorado state just for fun. Um, ultimately, I, I think this is going to be a, a tough go for Wisconsin. We, we talk about this issues at safety and corner and now linebacker where Wisconsin is going to need to get some serious production is going to be from a guy like Hunter Wooler, who really, really performed in week one for Wisconsin. Uh, he was my preseason pick, as I mentioned on this podcast, to lead the team in interceptions. He's the do it all guy for this Wisconsin defense. And he has the athletic pedigree 
to do it all. He is an elite recruit, a fantastic athlete, and playing in Mike Tressel's dollar position in his defense means that he's going to play at safety. He's going to come up in the box and play, you know, more of a linebacker position. He'll even come down and rush the passer. Uh, he he looked fantastic. I uh, believe that he had 11 combined tackles, 10 of them solo. Uh, really, really solid stuff. I was not the only guy at the Badger Notes site to predict that he it was going to be the team's um, leader in interceptions. Uh, and now I know that at least one of us over there is predicting that Hunter Roller might end up leading this team in tackles anyway, which at this point does not seem outrageous. Uh, they're going to need to do more. Um, and this was a team last year that kind of stuffed the run a little bit for Wisconsin, but overall uh, Wisconsin lost to this Washington state team last year by giving up three turnovers and Tanner Mordecai did not inspire a lot of confidence that he can protect the ball and against Washington state air raid team that, you know, they know who they are. I don't know if this Wisconsin team's team knows who they are yet. And that might be a problem if Wisconsin starts slow against an offense that, Cam Ward is quarterbacking over there in Pullman who can air it out. Uh, What we saw in week one does not inspire a lot of confidence from me that this team can score and keep up with Washington state, because I think that will be the task at hand is keeping up with Washington state, because I don't think that this defense can stop them. I, I do not think that this Wisconsin Badgers defense has the the talent necessary to stop this Washington State offense. Nothing in week one really convinced me of that. Nothing at all. Uh, they had some serious problems trying to stop Buffalo. And I think and believe that this will change over time. Um, but right now, this this style of defense that Mike Trussell wants to run, which has a lot more man coverage concepts than Jim Leonard's defense did, uh, where Jim Leonard ran a lot more zone. I don't know that Wisconsin has the athletes right now to really keep up in uh, a defense like this against an air raid offense like Washington State's. So we, we will have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, Jordan Tarter being out is a big deal. Uh, that that stinks. Not having a lot of confidence in the corners or safeties right now. It, it stings quite a bit. Uh, so we'll wait until Saturday and see what happens. In the meantime, I am hoping to get one more podcast on the Washington State game uh, before it happens out there, hopefully with somebody uh, connected to Washington State. Uh, but it is also Packers-Bears week. Week one over the Jordan Love era in Green Bay, uh, trying to really get something um, off the ground there. Uh, Talking to someone who is a a Chicago Bears fan, someone who is knowledgeable uh, about the team, hoping to get that in the works uh, for you. And 
know, banter a little bit about what we think the keys to the game are for everyone. But that is going to do it for today's episode of these kind of six pack. Thank you very much for listening. And before you go, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on your podcast platform of choice, hit follow, hit subscribe, leave a review, five stars, kind comments really helps us to grow the show and make even better content for anybody. You can follow me, your host, Kedrick Stumbrus, on the app formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus. You can also follow the podcast at Scotty Sixpack to get the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. That is all for now on Wisconsin. <laughs>